that is the Gold Cup hero. Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. And welcome to another edition of the Race Hour podcast brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.co.uk. It's myself, Dean Ryan, in the towers of bookmakers.co.uk. And we've got a new sponsor all ahead of the Cheltenham Festival. Very thank you. Big thank you to Bet Victor, who have stepped in and will be bringing you all of our coverage now with Bet Victor as we run up to the Cheltenham Festival, including the preview night on the 27th of February at the Goat Bar and Grill, which is right near Leopardstown. Can't wait to bring that all to you. That will be filmed and recorded and sent out uh, after the event. If you're lucky enough to have won one of the competitions on uh, Twitter and you're coming along, well, lucky you. We are set for a great night. You can check all that out across our social. Dermot Nolan is here. Hello, Dino. Hi, Dermot. And Stephen Cass is back. How are you, Stephen? Very good, yeah. Looking forward to chilling now. Countdown is on. Uh, very much is. Uh, I think we're just under three weeks to go, which is superb. Uh, can't wait to go there. And, uh, well, let's crack on are with... How are you going, Stephen? Myself and Dermot Nolan will be there for the week. Yeah, we're... Uh, can you get we're, share, we're sharing a house, Steve. So, yeah, <laughs> we're sharing a house, which I don't think will end well. <laughs> now you'll be okay. So. Well, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I'll be able to talk to Demo after four days of completely well, disagreeing with him over every race because we never agree. Oh, wait, going for the full week? Oh, you definitely fall out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going Tuesday, Wednesday. That's enough. We're going to have a big Barney later on about the Supreme. That's the first race of the week. We're in big trouble. Um, but you know, that, want, just while we're on it now, right? I'm going Tuesday, Wednesday, and I'm staying in Bristol. So if you if you house in Cheltenham, I'll yes. stay on your couch Tuesday. All right, I'm on your couch Tuesday night. Brilliant. The, the, and the, you record the podcast with us then we'll on Tuesday. The beehive. So. We'll do a live podcast from the Beehive after race. We will be doing. This is an announcement we haven't really told anyone. We'll be doing a podcast every day of the Cheltenham oh, Festival. I'll be there. Brilliant. Oh, you have to wrap me into it. Brilliant. Perfect, Stephen. Right. Super. You can, you can get control here again. You, you can you can referee, Stephen. I'm, I'm a little bit concerned, though, that, you know, having the three of us in one room would even be worse. I'd much prefer you on the phone. Um, okay. So let's crack on because in the usual format of the Race Hour podcast, uh, we're going to have a quick look back at what happened uh, over the last week or so. Then we're going to have a quick look at Kempton on Saturday, a bit of Newcastle thrown in with the Ida Chase. And then after that, we will be doing a quick Cheltenham anti-pros preview. It probably won't be that quick, actually, because we're covering the novices so the supreme the ballymore the albert bartlett the mayor's novice and the triumph hurdle that's all to come on the show let's kick off with uh, tiger roll and um, back i actually thought he ran really well on bad ground and uh, all systems go the o'leary's have put the toys back in the pram and confirmed that he will go for a national provider and cheltenham goes well demo which is all good news all all fantastic news yeah as we were saying last week it was a bit rich of them in the first place but look they they came to the right decision and that has to be applauded um i don't think it mattered too much on sunday really what way he did it you know it's all about the the three weeks time but he showed an awful lot of life he was there two out to go and win his race which is the big thing um he got tired in the end but as uh keith dunhu said in his uh bookmakers article um he's never experienced wind like it on the back there he said he's never ridden in anything like it he, he said the wind was just savage so he said for the way that tiger all ran he'll kick on massively now and hopefully in three weeks time he'll be winning yet another cross-country chase yeah I mean let's not ignore the actual result of that race because Kraken Smart was a horse that I think Keith put in his tent to follow at the start of the season yeah. didn't go right back over hurdles um, that's a big price he won at in the end yeah and you see the thing about that horse was he thought he was going to be a machine over fences yeah and he said that first day against Faheen 
um, Keith taught three or four out that he was actually coming to win the race that day and he hit, he hit one wrong and he said Kraken Smart has pretty much just lost all his nerves over fences since so that's that's obviously what's happened to him so but it was great to see him bounce back there was clearly a lot of talent there and for Penhill to be second as well it, it was you know it was a good race Jeez we've never seen Penhill so much Stephen this seems to run every other week this year yeah, yeah, and you wouldn't have thought that would be his ground now at all. It's no. a bad one. For, do, you, do you remember Willie literally wouldn't run him until the world hurdle, like yeah. as it was back in the day one year? Now he's running them all the time, even coming up to Cheltenham. But I'd say they're running them because, they, you know, they're just trying to get something out of him. But I wouldn't have much of a view on him now. Tiger Roll, um, it was it was like there's nothing to complain about. You would have picked him out as the be- as the travelling the best. Yeah. Coming to the second last, so... You'd have to be very happy with that. Like, what price, will, presuming all goes to plan at Cheltenham, mm. what price does Tiger Roll go off on the day in the national? I was saying five to two is what I was saying the weekend. Oh, in, in the national, yeah, okay, five to two, yeah, yeah. I think that's about right. I can't see he'd him going off much. He'll go off about ten to eleven or something like that in the cross country. Yeah, that French horse will. There will be a bit each way. There will be. It's a competitive race. So it's very hard to send a horse off and much shorter than that at Cheltenham anyway. And if 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 he if he comes second or third in the cross country, what? Price does he go off? I still think he'd be very short. Oh, yeah. no, who's who's he's watched that? <laughs> he's the right, people's horse. Right? Yeah. This is me getting around to my point, right? So he's five to one, non run, no bet for the national now. So yeah. if he goes off five to two, let's say he goes off three to one for argument's sake. Mm-hmm. If you've a tenner and you can extrapolate this down to a euro or up to whatever you want, if you're a tenner at five to one now, non run, no bet, and you lay 15 euro three to one on the day, that guarantees you five or profit no matter what the result. Yeah, a bit of extrapolating to do to make that, that interesting. To, yeah, whatever stake you want but I just think the way to play like you could have you know 100 euros is a big stake but not if you're laying it back so if you have 100 euros on Tiger Roll now to win the national you can just lay it back on the day 150 now you need 450 in your account to lay it back but that guarantees you 50 quid yeah you know? and you can have 50 quid free bet on the back. national yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. No yeah. running a bet as well. You got it back, so yeah. you're you're safe enough. Um, that, yeah, that does... I can't see it going any other way. But unless he finishes fifth in the cross country and they still run him, but you know, you probably be able to cash out. Your but the, my, my point is there, like who? No one cares, do they? People who bet and punt away on the national are probably not going to even going to watch the cross country. No, and there's an awful lot of people that would have seen him at like the you know the different farmers watch... markets during the summer. Yeah, and, stuff. and you're just going to watch the the intro video on uh, ITV or whatever channel you choose to watch your yeah, racing yeah. on. It's all going to be Tiger Roll winning last year and winning the year before. <laughs> okay, so that's who wins the national. <laughs> Five to one, I don't know about, is a good price. Is a if backing prices that short and classifies a good price. I'm not sure it is. You know, he's probably actually around the right price to win the race. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there was a bit of news in uh, Champion Hurdle because Kidios Emery is uh, back and now looks like it's going to go for a Champion Hurdle. I mean, the Champion Hurdle needs runners <laughs> and Kidios Emery is one. But all that good form is way too ba- far back for me to, to have him as a factor. But what do you think, Demo? He has to be a factor, I think, just purely because the race is that bad. It is bad. Um, if there's, there's, it's kind of like, remember the year me and you really fancied Bouverdeer to win the Champion Hurdle? Yeah. Um, and he did. We're not after time here. But what all we're saying is that in a champion hurdle that was as bad because that year we didn't think it was great either you know yeah. like Yanward was the favourite yeah. and our argument was is that there's one horse in this field that could well be a superstar and that is Bouverdeer mm. when you're looking through the champion hurdle really the two horses that kind of could be superstars to kick on would be Silas Emery and Epitant really okay. everything else we kind of know I think we've seen enough of Kilos where we stand Charge is my fancy um, I wouldn't be backing Silas Emery I don't even think he's that great a price um, you kind of would want price. yeah he's a terrible price so like for what he's achieved but I you, it, 
All my point is, in such a bad year, you couldn't put anyone off him. But I wouldn't be running out to back him. Easy to understand the move, isn't it, Stephen? It is, but I, I'd give him absolutely no chance at six or seven to one, whatever it is. Like he, he, he was getting away from Durasso the other day. Durasso was kind of coming back to him at the line. He jumps very up and down, up in the air. He's not slick over his hurdles at all. Now the big thing with Silas Emery, if you go back and watch LeBake's Supreme, he absolutely got buzzed up that day. He flew from the front, totally faded, didn't get up the hill. I, I can't see him getting up the hill the way he runs anyway. Like yeah. He's too much of a free goer. He's going to hate the hill. And Cheltenham could really not suit him like it didn't uh, a few years ago in the Bake Supreme. There's loads of reasons to take him off. He's yeah. No chance. He has no chance in the Champions League. There will be people <laughs> out there who fancy him. I'm not one of them. Something's no. got to run to 158 and beat him. Do you know? Like, yeah. it's, that's, that's a 10 to 1 on shot. So, no, can't have him. Like, Benny Dodeo should be going for the Champions League. She'd win it. Like, she's not a stayer. She's not a three miler. She's too quick. I know she won the French Champions League for three months. Mm. But she's a really, really quick two and a half miler. She's, she is any power, so I think she should be going for the champion. Yeah, I, I'd be with you. I'm not, it's not even on my radar, even though I understand why they're putting uh, Celio Semros in a champion hurdle this year of all years. Um, let's talk about the Ascot chase because surname and what we saw on ITV, it was a bit of a worry for a while that maybe the horse wasn't going to be okay. Thankfully, uh, both surname and traffic fluid were fine, so that's good. But Riders on the Storms had a very hard race there, in my view. All right, at the end, it looks like it's pretty easy because nothing left to race up the running. I mean, that probably will help Riders on the Storm going forward, but that was a hard, hard race to take into the festival, I thought. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was unbelievably hard. I suppose it, it, it kind of backs up the point that I don't think the owners will care now about a Ryanair, really. They've, you know, they bought a horse privately in the summer um, who's gone and won all around them since. It was a brilliant purchase. Um, they've done really, really well with him. He's won a grade one now. Uh, it was it was very bad viewing. It wasn't a great race to watch at all. Uh, surname looked absolutely wrecked. Uh, traffic fluid was probably coming to win, I thought, jumping the last. Yeah. Um, so uh, I couldn't have had him anyway for the, the, the Ryanair. I think he's a very good handicapper. And I think the weekend kind of fell into his lap. I think he's a very good horse, but I just don't have him as being... I think there, there will be better horses in the Ryanair than him anyway. Um, like I'd have Min well past them mm. um, but really really good win great to see but the, the race itself was horrible viewing and I think like all of the races at um, at Ascot the weekend it's a form that you can take with a pinch of salt yeah it was a tough watch over the weekend Stephen I thought I mean would you take riders on the storm forward into Cheltenham I thought he enhanced his reputation because he was he was battling away with, with surname but my one concern before that race was that he would do exactly that and then maybe leave a, a festival behind yeah He's definitely a better horse than most people are giving him credit for. And the way he really traveled very sweetly into that race. Mm. There, there's an engine there. He kind of reminded me a bit of weight and patiently, actually. The way he, you know, when he was at his best, that he just really smoothly went into his races. Mm. But he, just, there's two elements to this. A, I'd say, he, yes, he's left a pointer. It's too hard a race. All the wise guys are going to be in the Cheltenham preview saying, oh, the Dublin Racing Festival is too close to the festival and, you know, it'll leave a mark and horses run badly. This is two weeks after the Dublin Racing yeah. Festival, bottomless ground. Uh, but B, one, two, B, the, the the other thing is, Tizzer just runs all his horses anyway and he, he somehow manages to get them right. So this horse could flop and then... Wait, 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 wait. Twisting, twisting. He means twisting, that's right. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Twister yeah. runs all his horses. The, the two, this actually applies to Twisting Davis and to Tizzard. They just run their horses, which is great to see. So he will run 
and he'd probably just sweeten them up for Aintree um, thereafter. Yeah. But I, do, I don't see him being right for the Ryanair, so he would take him on. Now, you know, if he was a bigger price, I'd consider back now because he travels so well. Mm. But I, I think, you know, they're, they're going to have it all to do with being well, fresh I mean, right is hard. It, yeah. I agree. Uh, Riders on the Storm was a bit of a hipster horse last year. We all liked him for the novice. I don't know how you can't win a race with that horse now, but that's... Uh, yeah, that's poor, old, poor old Tom Taft must kind of have his ha- head in his hands at the moment. I know they can kick on, but it's um, it must be very hard for any trainer. The thing take out of that race is traffic fluid for the National. Like why? He's, yeah, why not? He's going to get into the National. There's no penalties. He surely you know ran six or seven pounds above his mark there. He, he He's a good stayer. So he's interesting for the national. Mm. Yeah. Stephen, I'll come to you first on the next one because he's a bit of a conundrum horse, is Sporting John. Looks flashy, looks classy. Um, they've got a couple of options at Cheltenham. Uh, really like the way he went around uh, and did his job at the weekend. For me, I thought it was a, it was a supreme performance, but maybe it seems connections immediately. We're talking Ballymore. Well, I don't think stamina is going to be an issue for him. And he yeah. travels so sweetly. I think in the supreme or in the Ballymore... The theory in the Ballymore always is that they, they tip away and then they go a bit quicker at the end. So if you're Gordon Ellis, what are you going to do with NVLN in that scenario? Mm. You're going to have him up, up front, aren't you? You're going, to, mm. you're going to have him probably actually making it. So if NVLN's doing that, that race is going to set up lovely for Sport and John to have one run of them after the last. Right. And I just think he travels so well. He's so classy. My master, Debonair, you know, he didn't run his race fair enough. But... Mm. He kicked the rest of them out of the way. And that pipe smoker isn't a bad horse either. I thought it was awesome. I really loved it. I just wish he was a little bit bigger. You know, I'd love to be back in him at 12s all day each way for the Ballymore. But 7s is just, you know, it's not a massive return on an each way with Envoy Allen in there. Yeah. But I do think he can beat Envoy Allen. I think he's really, really good. You do think he can beat Envoy Allen. Well, Dan, what did you make of it? Um, I really like the performance. Um, his form, if you like the UK form, um, is up there at the best of them. Really, you know, beating Harry Senior the way he did. Um, mm. he's definitely stamina. Stamina is not an issue for him. I think the Ballymore all day long is his race. Um, and I don't think the UK trainers will be scared of Envy Allen. Obviously, they're gonna, they will take him on. I just still have this thing about that Ascot the weekend. The winning margins were all huge. Um, I think it's, I think performances were made to look far better than than. They actually were. I really like that pipe smoker, but I think like a lot of Nicky Henderson's novice hurdlers, um, they can be kind of soft in their early days. And I think um, he didn't handle the conditions as well as Sporting John did. And I think as much as it was a brilliant performance, I think Ascot uh, really, everything was accentuated. It, it was all looked like it was far better than it actually was. Mm-hmm. Um, and was I really liked his horse. Uh, I'm not sure I'd be backing him for a festival as current odds anyway. Okay. I mean, what I would take away from that, and I take your point, is that, you know, Sport and John didn't look to have that tough a race at Ascot, so that will actually stand him. He's got a nice prep in uh, before Cheltenham. Um, I think he's very interesting. I thought that as well, Dean, but yeah. I watched it back. Yeah. He, if you watch a few strides after the line, he looks really tired. Okay. He's pulled up very quickly. That's the only thing. Now, I, I, but I'm not a big, I'm not a big man for this. Oh, he ran through the line and they couldn't pull him up. Or, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not, I, so I don't want to talk out of both sides of my face. So I don't really think that's a thing. I, I don't like to take that into account. But he did look tired. Mm. You know, he was glowing. And it is it is soon enough to Cheltenham. But at the same time, he's really classy. There was a serious win there as well at Ascot. Like, as in, yeah, you know, yeah. he, he did have to run into it. So, like, as tired as surname and them were jumping the last, he did it easily, very easily. He got but he, there, yeah. he, he was still running in the same conditions. Like, yeah, so yeah. he mm. has to have felt some bit of it. 
he's, yeah, he's yeah, fascinating. But it's still a good gap to Chelsea. You know, it's, oh yeah, yeah. it's 20 something days Keith Dunne said in his article this week Steve that uh, people don't seem to understand sometimes how long three weeks is with a horse um, and that uh, a horse can go from working very badly to working very well in three weeks in and that time, an yeah. unfit horse can become a fit horse very very quickly and mm-hmm. you, you know it's three weeks with these animals can be a very long time like. Wish and the other the thing I was going to make this point when we were talking about sport and John for the Ballymore but yeah. the, I thought Pipe Smoker wasn't put into that race at all I thought he got a very easy ride and we've seen him fly up the hill before behind Chantry House he loves the hill he is made for the Martin Pipe just perfect for it and I, you know it really once the entries come out for the handicaps um, and they're betting on the Martin Pipe if you're getting anything bigger like 16 to 1 plus Pipe smoker be my one for the Martin Pipe at the moment. So. Yeah, uh, Hendo's been uh, very complimentary about him before as well when he's pitched him up against other runners. So, um, okay, that's an interesting shout. Let's talk about Copperhead because he entered the RSA pitcher now. Um, I think it's up to one five five. Stephen, this this horse um, for me could be one for the three mile sixer, but you have to think about the RSA now after that performance. Yeah, definitely. He reminds me of Native River. Mm. So they they could go either way with them. I would probably chance them in the RSA if he was mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't like the four mile or three mile sixer as a race. If I if I owned him, you know, I just it, it, it's a very hard race. That said, he he did have a hard race. That must have taken out him on Saturday because he went so hard. Yeah, uh, he's a lovely horse. If, if if he was mine now, there's no way they would do this. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm starting to doubt myself now. He's tizzard, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. Yeah, yeah. he's tiz. If, if, right. So tizzard will run him because he always wants them, right? But if he was mine, uh, I'd be minding him now for you know Hennessy next year. He just looks made for us to hopefully get a bit of soft ground at Newbury's mm. um, next next uh, November. And he's got the same mark that Native River had gone into that, and they're able to get them ready for that. That's what I'd be thinking about him in the long term. He probably doesn't have, he might have the class to win an RSA. Those horses, though, those, those ones that progress up through the handicaps and are real grinders, there's not many of them you'd pick out that won RSAs, is there? Sure. You know, it's generally the classier Irish horses are the ones that have been coming through grade ones yeah. that tend to win it. So I don't know. I'd be, I don't like the three mile six as a race. He's probably got more chance of winning that. But I, yeah, I'd run him in the RSA if I owned him. Do you know what I mean? And see yeah, where you stand. And see where you are. I, I yeah. would. I mean, I think I'd all be about getting a winner. And if I wanted a winner, I'd run him in, in that well, the formerly known as the four miler demo. Um, what do you think? Um, yeah, I'd echo all that. Um, I think as well. He 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 did it relatively easily again he was traveling you would have picked them out of a four out but it's a very very hard race um, it was and a couple of them were actually traveling for a little while and then they just with him and just fell in a hole Danny Wisbang and stuff like that yeah and yeah. Pim um, as Nicky Henderson said about Pim Pim has done nothing wrong before Saturday but the conditions were so bad he just didn't take a cut of the jump out of it, like, couldn't yeah. jump out of it yeah. um, so whilst uh, you, you have to like Copperhead going forward long term he's the quintessential Welsh national horse actually hey. uh, but um, he, uh, he's too good for a Welsh national well he's not like, <laughs> he's, he's not he's not he's not. a good Welsh national off 160 yeah like, a, as, way, yeah. yeah like you know he's a gold cup horse Native uh, River did but just for this year yeah. for an RSA I, I just couldn't could not you know okay could be having him uh, talk to me about Emmaton demo because Paisley Park is looking for a contender um, Emmaton's back form tells you that we don't know where the ceiling is got put that bad run behind him real quickly um, one poor effort at Cheltenham on the record which trainers blaming himself for um, and now Emmaton 12 to 1 for the stay is heard of yeah David Weldon gave this horse a big shout last week yeah um, we, we thought on the race it was our the, the value anyway. yeah yeah and he look he, he was very, very good. Uh, Warren Greatrix has previous here with the Stairs. Um, 
he's a very good trainer on his day, but he doesn't have talked him up. Emmeton is good. Uh, bumped into Champ last year at um, at Aintree, but yeah. kind of bumped into a Champ that had already ran at Cheltenham and was kind of going to struggle there afterwards. So Champ still still beat him that day. I like Emmeton, um, but the, nothing's getting near Paisley Park. I think as good as this horse might might be or might have been, um, he beat a load of horses that Paisley Park has put away as easy um, sure. at the weekend. Sure. The World's End doesn't handle the ground and went uh, absolute breakneck speed up front, and Emmeton kind of picked up up the pieces it was a great win absolutely thrilled for him and connections who've been patient all, all year with him but um nothing beats Paisley Park might be the one that gets closest to him Steve do you think yeah he, like he's a massive engine this horse um like he's loads of ability but there's definitely a quirk you know he's you're he, mad about quirks he doesn't <laughs> yeah 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 but there is a quirk in this fella because he does get roused along and he hits you know the the, the, the flat spots or whatever you call it but he runs around and he like he did his ears prick jump in the last um, at Haydock but there is a quirk in him and I'd be very worried that that move that Gavin Sheehan made where he was last just coming out of the bend and coming into the straight and then he moved him up uh, and he hit the front very quickly like that was bananas move for a jockey to make so if he does anything like that at Cheltenham he'll have no chance of getting up the hill uh, you know, I'd be worried that it'd be in his head that this is what we need to do with this fella. You know, get him when he's off the bridle, go for him. Mm. Whereas I'd let him find his rhythm more, would give him a chance of getting up the hill at Cheltenham. I don't think Cheltenham will suit him. Um, so I couldn't have him on my mind for a world hurdle, but he does have a fair engine now. He's a good horse. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think he might be the one that gets closest. You know, the division doesn't have much in it. The, well, because Paisley is so good. Division doesn't seem to have much in it. Uh, it might be different if he wasn't there. We might be talking about... He's still a bad each way better if you think he can't win it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Should we talk about anything else that ran over the weekend? Likes of uh, Chris's Dream, one of Red Mills. Um, who else do we have? Ramsey's Detelli and Albert Bartlett type. He's 10 years old. Uh, Captain CJ was quite impressive, oh, yeah. I thought, in yeah. the... Um the 10 up chase uh, this horse obviously franks the hell out of Manella Indo mm-hmm. um, who was kind of dossing late on really I thought that day um, so Manella Indo for me is still the horse to beat in the RSA and Captain CJ though you'd love to see him now go up to the four miler and see what he got or the three mile sixer sorry and uh, to see what he could do there because that was a really taken performance he deserved that win because he's been running some huge races all season and um, it's just kind of interesting yeah, to see you know, where he goes the entry's out for the three months six, right? I think. Yeah, I don't think he's entered. The uh, um, Irish National, I think, is the plan for him. Oh, right. he's not. Sorry. Yeah. No. 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 Sorry. And the Irish National is a bit of a soft spot this year because of where Easter falls. I think so. That's not a bad move. Yeah. Which, yeah. Best look. Do you think it's going to be soft spot? To be about <laughs> fifteen Gordon runners in the Irish National. No, I know what Dean means. Dean. Yeah. The, the, some of the better horses won't be going to the Irish National, although the prize money tells you that that actually is probably the place to go fairy house and the, the money that's involved there is unreal yeah the type of horses that are running the Irish National aren't a lot of them aren't Cheltenham horses anyway you know, sure, the sure. horses and those kind of horses they yeah. kept for it anyway mm-hmm. yeah okay uh, anyone want to pick anything else out I mean do you see Ramsey's to tell you he's, he's a big hipster horse now for Cheltenham isn't he was it this chase a Welsh <laughs> national horse he is but he needs about five miles isn't he like, I mean like, the Albert Bartlett tends to go the way of horses who have had a lot of runs but he I don't, fits, I don't he, I do, fits, he, he, he takes a lot of boxes Manila in the one at last year this, this Albert Bartlett thing right like it's the only race all year where you say okay I'll take the worst horse with the most runs there should be a no but there's there. there's a balance there Steve so, so, so obviously last season Manila in was an exception there's, there's absolutely no doubt there is exceptions to these and the things, second was an exception last year I think yeah. the, the race was an exception the, the race was an exceptional year but, but other years whether we like it or not I mean 
the 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 horses now this this can tend back to the likes of Nicky Henderson runners and everything else in it too but really uh, the horses you do want on side from like a place point of view or anything else are the ones that have had more runs not not the likes of Ramsey to tell you know I wouldn't touch him for it but uh, okay, generally so you are the winners right Manel Indo Classy uh, Unexposed Kilbrick and Storm he Loads was kind of, of runs, in between yeah. Penhill Unexposed you know what I mean Harry Exposed Martello Tower Unexposed Ferrywood Unexposed Ash Fisher's Cross Unexposed Brindisi Breeze Unexposed Bob's Arts Unexposed Bertie's Dream Exposed Weapons Amnesty Unexposed Nendo Farrell Colange Exposed you're talking about the last 12 years there nine of them were unexposed three of them were exposed yeah so but I, the I ones the ones you wanted is... to find were the three that were the 33 to 1 and 66 to 1 winner <laughs> oh, it's just the most overplayed hipster point every year this point. just try and find the best horse that'll stay the trip That's I did that last year and got beat yeah he was second yeah he was it did at Fisher's Cross in, in fairness as well he had, he had seven runs did he before before Cheltenham in general like as in it's 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 I completely I completely take your point, but I I wouldn't be looking for a horse with fifteen sixteen runs now, Steve. Like, but I I'd be looking for a horse with five or six at least heading into yeah. it. Like, like uh, that's what I mean generally. Later, like. Yeah, yeah. Talking about this later. Yeah, this we will, we will, we will. Yeah. At this point, let's take a break on the race hour brought to you with our friends at Bookmakers.co.uk and Bet Victor. Uh, when we come back, we'll have a look at the weekend racing to come. You're listening to the Race Hour podcast, brought to you by bookmakers.co.uk. Check out bookmakers.co.uk each and every day for tips, news and the best odds for horse racing. Looking for a new bookmaker and the best sign-off offers in the industry? You'll find that at bookmakers.co.uk, sponsors of the Race Hour. Okay, welcome back to the Race Hour podcast brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.co.uk and Bet Victor all the way to the Cheltenham Festival. Uh, it's time now for Stephen Cast, Emma Nolan and myself, Dean Ryan, to go through the weekend racing to come. Now, there's a bit of rescheduled action on here. There's actually some nice racing on uh, this Saturday. I might kick off with the 115 at Kempton, which is the Betway Pendle Novices Chase, uh, Grade 2. Reserve Tank is back out. 84 days seems a long time for Colin Tizard not to have run this horse, uh, but Reserve Tank is back and it's nearly spring. So I'm going to row in with this and say I don't need to look much further. I really like Reserve Tank and at 5-2, to two, as he currently is with Bet Victor, uh, that would be where I'd go. But Dermot Nolan? Yeah, he needs the ground to be better than it is at the moment. Um, the ground will be soft there. So for me, I, I would be taking him on again. Now, Kempton is the best of the tracks, really, when it comes to the ground not being desperate. Uh-huh. Um, but as far as it still goes, he's just not a horse I'm interested in at all until that ground starts coming up good to soft properly. Um, all his form last season, his best form all came on that and as well as that, I'm, it's very hard to know what he actually, he's actually achieved last season um, because he was beating up horses at Aintree and then punches down horses that were tired from Cheltenham, a trip that he didn't go to. So I'd be happy enough to take him on and the, um, the horse that I landed on here was a horse who has form at the track. Um, his trainer, Chris Gordon, is in great form and that is the Comanche Red. Okay. Um he was he, he should have won here at Christmas really. He ran an absolute blinder and um he has the experience. He'll handle the ground, he'll handle the trip, he'll handle everything here altogether. He has um he sorry, he won here at Christmas even, uh, beating simply the bets who's um who's backed that up since. I went on and, them, yeah. yeah, and um so was he lost the reserve tank at Wynn Canton um, this is all much more in his favour today and whilst I think Reserve Tank will be the best of these long term um, on Saturday with the ground not to be ideal I'm happy to uh, 
Take them on. Okay, Comanche Red for you, 92 with our sponsors, Bet Victor. Stephen Cass, give me the winner of the 115 at Kempton, please. Uh, well, just for reserve tank, I don't. We, we, you don't think he'd run on soft ground. Like, it, you know, it, it was it was good ground at Aintree in Punchestown. Uh, it was soft the last day when he was really disappointing. I don't think they'll want to run him on soft ground. Like, if it, I'd say reserve tank, maybe they're thinking, I don't know if there's any media stories about him during the week running, but if, if, if I was thinking on it, you'd find a soft race on OK ground and, you know, Aintree might be the thing for him and Punchestown um, because he won both, at both tracks last year and you don't want to sour him on soft ground again. And um, I think the the nine yeah nine to two Comanche Red there's eleven to two out there. That's the bet because if 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 um, reserve tank comes out, I'd say he'll be going off around two to one. I think there's also a chance Master Tommy Tucker might run because Paul Nichols is outfield stone and this yeah and Bryony Frost is jocked up and Master Tommy Tucker isn't jocked up. Now if Master Tommy Tucker, if you heard he was running the three to one on him is also a bet mm. because he was going best in a grade one the last day. Uh, he loves soft, loves Kempton. You can actually, so you could take a view here. You can back Comanche Red at 11 to Master Tommy Tucker at three, six to four dutched. And I think he'll have the winner of the race between it. Uh, but if I was to have a bet now, I'd probably, does he's jacked up uh, because he's progressive. He loves soft ground. Comanche Red 11 to two is a very good bet. I'd also like to back Master Tommy Tucker if I knew he was running. Two shouts then really for Comanche Red in that first race we looked at, which is the 115 at Kempton on Saturday. Uh, the 150 there, and um, we're not going to know a lot about uh, these in the Adonis, but it's the last chance really for some of these to get out uh, before Cheltenham. Uh, unsurprisingly, I guess, uh, Solo, Paul Nichols is in there, pretty short enough price. But there's some there's some nice ones in here. I don't know anything about them though, Dermot. Uh, the one I like here is the Emmett Mullins runner, uh, Fujimoto Flyer, uh, rated at 72 on the flat, was kind of lined up for a few gambles and he kind of struggled to land them. At, yeah. um, he would have been a regular Dundalk, which I assume um, Stephen can tell you, tell you more about that. But mm. he's, um, he was very good at Clarny. I was actually down there on that occasion and he was really good that day. Um, the horse that finished second to him actually went on and won afterwards. Now we're talking bad races now, but still... Um, he he won the race so easy it didn't really matter what was behind him um which is a point we'll probably hear a lot of later on but the um he still did it very very well he went to otai then and was absolutely superb and he was bought afterwards then by simon munir yeah he has his first run here for emmett mullins who i think is the is a brilliant trainer and um, this is a real big chance for him now with a big owner and um, Fujimoto Fire he's only about 16 to 1 for the triumph and if he wins this um, he will go off shorter but it will be one of them um, the old doubles that you could just back him for the weekend and then back him afterwards because he won't go that short obviously um, but I'm still looking for another horse in the uh, triumph because I'm not keen on the front of that market and I quite like his chances here long term if he obviously gets the job done on, on Saturday then. okay yeah let's get the Adonis out of the way first Stephen any of you uh, not on the race itself like it looks between Solo and Fujimoto Flyer but like I've no view on a listed I can't get a handle on um, what I would do here is this is my usual kind of skullduggery with the bet but there's only one bet to do here and it's back Solo for the Triumph at 16 to 1 not on the bet like that's a no brainer if, if he's rated 146 if he wins this he'll be somewhere between 4 to 1 six to one for the triumph if he loses there's absolutely no way nickels go anywhere near the triumph with them and you'll have your money back in full as cash so back solo for 16 to one at the triumph that it, it's literally a no-brainer to me that's an angle I like that's fine 
Okay, so we'll see what happens in the Adonis. Um, yeah, I really hope actually it goes well for Emmett Mullins though. Yeah. I, have to, I have to row in with that. Uh, fingers crossed it does. There is some kind of, uh, what, what are they calling this? The, I don't know, Lingfield, we'll skip that. I'm not gonna, <laughs> when I go near the flat. I'm not touching the flat, no. <laughs> Shelter all the way. Uh, 225 at Kempton is the uh, Betway Kingwell, Kingwell hurdle. Uh, we're, we're back in action here. Um, I wonder if Fuso Raffles will turn up this weekend, Emma. Interesting to see. Uh, the ground will definitely be better for him than it would have been at Wincanton, but we're still not talking good to soft ground. Um, it will be soft or worse at Kempton, definitely. So if they pulled him out last weekend for that ground, you'd kind of maybe struggle to see him run, but he needs a run, in my opinion. Um, you don't so, want to go back to Cheltenham off the pulled up effort. Oh, yeah, no. So, like, um, I understand why they would have missed they last weekend. They probably won't run him on soft ground either. This I know, I know. But I know, but there's no... It's there's yeah, nowhere to go but a jumper's bumper I suppose really after this then is it like so they're, they're coming up right yeah. they've put on a couple of crashes. yeah so mm. he could end up there with champ maybe but um, it'll be interesting to see but I quite like Elgin anyway for this I mean um, the, the Alan King yard obviously hasn't had a terrific season um, so as was pointed out last week by Dave Weldon he could need this very much so he has had a very long break but he's still a horse that beat Chittabello in this race when it was run at it's a it's proper track a wing canton uh, he beat Chittabello giving him weight that day and he gets weight this time uh, fifth in the champion hurdle behind Bouvray there which is obviously much better than any form that there mm. will be over this uh, this division this season so whilst obviously he will need it um, he could well come on for it I'm just gonna row in behind Elgin thinking that he's just he's the best of these and he'll probably he should win. Six, seven to one or so around for that. I mean, I don't think much of that peak Dorhey uh, nope. race the other day and it's it's entered now for this grade two. Uh, Stephen? I don't, I, I'd be surprised if he ran yeah. because uh, Paul Nichols' ambassadors are double the price of everyone else mm-hmm. in, in the anti-post market. But it, he has Keldestan in there. I love Keldestan and he loves soft ground. Um, he's a real battler. Keldestan will run to around 154, 155 and that'll take a lot of beating in this race. So if he runs here, I would fancy him, but he might go to Fontwell so on Sunday. So it's very hard to view. I don't think Chitabello is running up to his form this year, um, so I wouldn't be backing him. Fusey Raffles might run at the ground. Um, you get a lot of stick for having a podcast on a Wednesday when you don't know what the runners is. Yeah, and yeah, the, sure. The, there's two sides to that kind. Like one is there's loads of anglers you could take, like that reserve tank race that uh, Comanche Reds 11-2 he could go off 7-4 so there's, there's there's a lot to be said for it but this is the kind of race that it's very hard to take a view on at this stage um, if Keldestan runs I will definitely back him if he's 3-1 or bigger there's 92 there now so maybe he'll be confirmed at some stage in the next uh, couple of days and that would be the best for me Okay, I'm going to go with a flyer here and tell uh, people that I think Fred is going to be competitive in this, especially if uh, a couple of those top ones come out and Penny dropped the last couple of days. And I know there's a big reputation behind Fred. Um, It'd be interesting to see if Fuso Raffles runs obviously in the same ownership. But uh, if it doesn't, Fred, I think around 20 to one right now, if I was going to have a bet right now, that'd be where I'd go. And I might do that after this podcast. Should we talk about the Ida? We'll step away from Kempton for a little minute and uh, talk about the uh, Vertem Ida handicap chase, which is at Newcastle at 2.45. Uh, four miles, one furlong and a half uh, to go around. Um, uh, it's tricky enough to find. I, I love tricky these races. Enough, yeah. I, I do love them and I generally think I can find something to go well at a decent price. But um, it already says heavy ground. It won't be fun watching for you know the PC grade, but I do like these races yeah I love these races look this is the uh, sport we love and just on that whole 
PC Brigade, um, racing needs to back itself, particularly over these weeks. Um, we have races on heavy ground. That's that's the kind of sport that it is. Every season. Um, every season. Yeah. Every year this happens. So um, this whole thing of uh, races should be called off. No, it, it just shouldn't happen. The only, the only way it should be is if there's serious doubts over safety. Um, over the next few weeks now, the whole, the whole sport... Need, to come together this race is four miles and a half a furlong um the jockeys are smart enough to know when the horse is done they will pull them up mm-hmm. they can't go but there's one horse here um that i think is is very very interesting and it is um it's glittering love uh knocked up a four time last last year i remember watching him at air he beat a horse called capard king now that horse isn't great but capard king was traveling all over him um, and he just kind of Capard King couldn't get to him and he just kicked and kicked and kicked and um, he just stayed all day and I remember just kind of thinking to myself that this horse will really be much better now when he gets up to a really far trip uh, Nicky Richards a brilliant trainer uh, won this in 2018 with Bay Wing uh, this horse looks like this season has been completely built around this race he has the the future champion jockey really in Brian News up on his back um, I think there's an awful lot in his favour and 12 to 1 for a horse that I think will really love this trip. He'll love the ground um, is huge in my opinion. It's the only horse I've got written down. Yeah. Glittering oh. Love. I really like him. Um, I think everything you said about it's him. It's a £20 uh, penalty. So. Uh, no, yeah. Everything you said about <laughs> him. Uh, I would echo. I think this this will just be uh, ideal. And I actually think the run at Newcastle last day, obviously it's too short a trip, which sounds weird. Uh, <laughs> just under three miles. But uh, Glittering Love, yeah, I think it'll go really well. And it's a very backable price right now. Stephen Cass. Uh, I'm not going to pretend I know a lot about these horses, but because I was on the podcast, I, I, I normally when I look at a race, I go, I, I have a quick glance at the betting, and I might rule a couple out. I say, no, that sound, that's too short for me. When you know the horses, and I start yeah. looking at the other ones. This one, I watched all the videos and then looked at the betting, and I couldn't believe that Fortified Day is available at sixteen to one. He won at Newcastle over three miles the last day on soft ground, mm-hmm. and he just relished every yard of it. He's only had four starts over fences. He's won his last two. Um, so he's on 132. Like he's never going to be anything higher than 140 hours, probably. But he is still progressive. Um, Sean Quinlan's jacked up. Even his hurdles form. So the last we had over hurdles, uh, he was second to Deco Irlande, who you know was obviously a very useful type of North Kelly's yeah. during the summer. So I just could not believe that this fella is uh, is out there at 16 to one. The way he likes soft ground, he likes the track. He'll stay. He's jacked up. Uh, seems a big price to me so Fortified Bay at 16 to 1 will do it for me they're coming from the same race as well because Fortified Bay had glittered uh, love behind it in Newcastle last day I think there's a £7 turnaround now so we're kind of liking the same form line here um, and they're both priced uh, very similarly okay that's the Ida um, let's dash back over to Kempton then for the remarkably timed 3.02 why would you add two minutes on <laughs> I, I still don't get this I, there's no one coming. <laughs> No one can explain it to me. You don't like changes anyway, do you? But it's just so that the races don't blend together, really. 302 yeah. at Crayford. It, it, it's not the end of the world if by any means. You're someone to blame if something's late, it's clearer who's, you know, who's at fault. And it, I think it keeps them all on their toes as to get races off. And this is important. People are watching the two channels. They are watching all the racing. And having the times there, it's here. Look, you better be off at this time. 
it's yeah. uh, it's very good and we should embrace it. Yeah, I, I don't see I, it. I can't get behind it. I, I don't can't. see the problem at all. I really I, don't. I cannot it. get behind it. I can't. I cannot actually. I've struggled to get the words out of my mouth. The three o two at Kempton. Yeah, but that's 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 just being stuck in your ways rather than yeah. actually being a logical reason against it, though, yeah. isn't there? Okay, yeah, exactly. well, that's fair. No, there's no logical downside. No, there's no logical downside at all. No. It, it's, it's crap. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm going to stick with it. I uh, don't like change. <laughs> <laughs> they better not send it off at three o'clock because it'll be void. Yeah. And that's another load of nonsense anyway 302 at Kempton uh, is the Dove Cut uh, the grade 2 there um, Derma let you go first here what do we like in the Dove Cut at Kempton well Dean I love a good mad bastard of a horse that's um, true that's I always true. have I, I love the I love Blastic Coleman, etc etc and most of the time it's doing well like 99% of the time it's to my detriment but there's a horse here called Benson and he's very very interesting I mean he was fourth in a very very hot bumper behind Israel Champ um, just before Christmas there um, Israel Champ's a horse that I think will go very well in the uh, champion bumper and then he'll have to shoot that day as well Dermo yeah and for could have finished much closer could have finished much closer a huge run and then last time they threw him into the contenders hurdle a listed senior hurdle uh, which was just crazy but he was coming there uh, really well up to the second last and um, he was 6-6 to 1 not really obviously fancied because it was his first run over hurdles taking on the likes of Top Notch and uh, and Keita Stan and he was coming like and he he refused to out but I'd really be willing to forgive that on his first run over hurdles in such a hot contest he's 8-1 to one here Sam Twiston Davis is jocked up he is. a jockey who's won on him in the past and rode him that day in that bumper um, this is a crazily big price for a horse who's achieved all that um, already. Uh, this is by far and away not a great contest and I just can't believe the price. I think Benson is a whopping bet and um, I've taken a small bit of the 40 to 1 for the Supreme as well and there's a 100 to 1 out there. Um, I just couldn't get on there. So he's 40 to 1 and bigger for the Supreme and I think it's... Um, could well be an absolutely huge price just based on that one run, which is which is very strong form. Well, yeah, if you fancy him to win this, why not? They're gonna they're gonna roll the dice. You'd imagine in a supreme, Stephen. Yeah, literally identical notes. Um, no way. Yeah, I don't know what the hell they were doing at Sandown, but he was going to finish uh, in front of El Dorado Allen. He was going to run in the late one forties. That would win here. Um, he's there's nine to one out there. He would. Uh, look, he's not going to win a supreme on Sundays, but I, I think. Um, if you back, I think nine to one is big, but he is a bit of a head case, so don't back him each way. Because I'm yeah, sure yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So if you're backing this guy, back and win only. And I wouldn't go like nine to one seems colossal price, but I wouldn't lump on him either because he's a bit of a head case, you know. So you can have a tenner to win a ton, and that's a nice bet here, I think. But yeah, it was him. The other one I really like is Highway One or Two, who um, I thought was very impressive at Plumpton. He's got a serious engine, and he's around six to one. So I'd pick between Highway 1 or 2, who's like proven very good, or Benson, who could be better. could be five, six pounds better than all of them. He's 9 to 1. Don't like Buzz at all. The race that he won uh, the last day was a bad race, and he got a freebie in front with the horse that finished second. They just jumped off like seven or eight lengths in front of the rest of them, and nothing got into it. Um, it, was, it was a falsely run race. I don't think he's that good, even though he's a 98 horse on the flat. I think that's overplayed how good he's been over hurdles, and I'd be totally against him. So Benson would be the one I'd side with as well. Okay, neither of you mentioned the winner, I don't think. 
Um, no, I'm, pro- I'm probably completely wrong, but I really want to see the Tolworth form advertised by Son of Camus, and I know he's well beaten in the Tolworth, but everything was well beaten in the Tolworth by Fiddler on the Roof. Son of Camus, if it does pitch up here for Nicky Henderson, is currently second favourite, um, and would be where I'd land. I, I, yeah, I know you love Mad, Mad Nutter horses, but Benson's a little bit too mad for me, although he's priced up uh, accordingly. Um, Son of Camus would be my pick in the dovecote there. And if it wins, then you, you all know where you need to go for the Supreme. Uh, we'll come on to that a little bit later on. There's one more race to do before we do wrap up the weekend chat. Um, goes at Kempton is the Betway Handicap Chase three mile uh, contest there. Interesting to see uh, Adrian Dupont and Justice Sting top the market here at the moment. Um, well, a few old favourites in here. Actually, we were looking at the race uh, before coming on doing this podcast and it was quite easy to find nine or ten horses yeah. that look like they might be on a handicap mark that can win and that makes it very hard, Demo. It does. And um, Double Shuffle at the moment has his his mark will be looked after by uh, Black, Har- Black Corton running, sorry. Mm. So um, the handicapper has given him a chance now. He's, he's put him down to 150, ran up 154 last time. He just kind of, he hasn't been taking a cut in his races this season, but like he was eight to sixteen behind Vindication, which is understandable not to be in that race. I mean, he's a really improving horse. And then last time didn't get into it behind Riders in a Storm. Again, a horse that's kind of you know has gone on to back that up. So there is explanations as to why this horse hasn't been running his races. Um, his mark has just just been that bit too high. Like like he was thirteenth uh, or twelfth behind Cadmium at um, at Aintree last season as well. So he is a very good horse. He's got very good form here at Kempton. Uh, last season ran in this exact same race off 154 and finished um, a one and second. So he's running here for 150 or four pounds lower. Um, Tom George and Johnny Burke are having a great season. I think 10 to one is quite a big price about him. Okay. Um, Stephen Cass, for you on this race? He loves Kempton. Um, his record at Kempton is one, two, two, five, two. And one of those two is in the King George. Uh, the five is in the King George, and the two is in this race last year off uh, four pounds higher. I'm not a big fan of this will have been his target all season, but this will have been his target all season. Hmm. Tom George's horses seem to be running better this season. He's still only 10, so he's still, you know, he's still capable of running up to, to north of 150. Um, I just think he's made for the race and 12-1 is a fair price. Yeah, I struggle to come down with any kind of selection here and you've both made very good case. I'd love Kildasar, but I just think it's going to need better ground than it keeps uh, getting so far this time. And uh, the other one I quite liked was Watmore for Henry Daly, but I'm just not sure it's going to be good enough to go and win this. So I'm probably just going to leave this race alone. As much as it's one of my races, Damo, normally I'd have something in it. Yeah, yeah. And myself and Steve are, yeah, myself and Steve have never agreed so much. So this is kind of getting worrying now. Well, I agree with you on the Ida. We're all in trouble here. Like we haven't spread the bar wide enough. Okay, so that wraps up the weekend race and we're going to take a look at Double Shuffle. Very much the pick then for the two chaps in that 3.35 at Kempton on Saturday. Uh, currently top price with BetVictor 12 to 1 if you're going to get involved. Um, all right, so that wraps up the weekend race and we're going to take a look at. Um, just want to get some naps off you for the weekend chaps or if you have anything else for the weekend, now is the time uh, to deliver that information. Uh, Dermo, go first. Give me a nap and if there's anything else that we uh, might need to chat about. Yeah, so there's a, there's a fantastic card at Fairy House on Saturday. First of all, uh, the one that I'm very interested to see is this uh, Battle of Wills, Dean, which we've mentioned before on the mm. Race Hour podcast. Um, really good horse. Um, maybe hard to see him reaching the, the kind of the pinnacle of the Triumph Division, but I'm just not sure what there is there. So he could be Ireland's leading light 
after Saturday anyway. Um, he's, he's, he was well punted last night from 33s into 16s for that race, but that was probably more uh, Mr. David Jennings mentioning him well, as well. A stable so. tour chat going yeah. on, wasn't there? Because everyone went to visit Gordon. And That's it, yeah, once you, so. As soon as you mention a horse name and race and it's 33 He probably like, was oh, the wrong price as well. Yeah. Just, just on it. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah so, like, he's interested just to see how he does it and then in the uh, 310 at Nice on Sunday uh, Red Drac is too low to be getting in anywhere really so if he gets a Mr. or an MP Walsh next to his name um, he might finally be kind of be put into a race and um, he's very interesting there because he actually ran a very good race last time and um, the 310 at Nice there that novice handicap chase is a race that he would be good enough to win and I think Red Jack will be very interesting so just Battle of Wills and Red Jack are two to watch out for okay. this weekend. And the nap for me is um, is Double Shuffle. I think he's a huge price and I'm uh, very happy to, to roll behind him. Double Shuffle in that 3.35 at Kempton. Okay, Stephen, over to you. Um, the Bobby Joe is on Fairy House. Always a good look for, mainly for the English national, actually. Yeah. And I think Burroughs Saint would win this on the way to maybe doubling up at entry he has a right chance uh, in the international like he bolted up in the Irish national he's very young for an English national isn't he he is but he he's won an Irish national yeah I know yeah not many of them have done that. That, that that's a staff that's waiting to be broke yeah uh, yeah it's so it wouldn't put me off you know if you can win an Irish national go and win a Bobby Joe I'm not going to to rule him out of entry because of now he, he if I was to pick one for entry it'd be uh, Potter's Corner but I think Pearl Saint yeah right um, and I think he will win the Bobby Joe and Andy Dufresne entered on Sunday at Nace uh, is it the grade three novice hurdle I, what is happening with this horse that they're they took him out. They didn't enter him for the novice hurdles at Chatham, and then he's showing up in a Grade Two novice hurdle at Nace on Sunday. Like I, I, he's rated one forty four. If he wins that and improves a bit more, he's guaranteed to be placed in the Supreme. What is Mark? I, I really don't know what they're doing with him. Um, I, I'd be interested to see him in with a view to the to the handicaps at Chatham. So handicap entries are coming out on Thursday. Yeah. So keep an eye out. If he is in the county, would be the race for him possibly the card cup but he doesn't really stay so county for him uh, he's rated 144 in Ireland like if you if you look at him he absolutely destroyed Cobbler's Way over two miles and Cobbler's Way is now rated 145 uh, Andy Dufresne at 144 he obviously was looked like he was going to win at Avon but latest exhibition outstayed him beat him a couple of lengths yeah. latest exhibition's rated 148 I don't see how they can rate I don't see how the English handicapper can rate Andy Dufresne higher than latest exhibition so there's a ceiling there that he actually can raise him, raise him much more than maybe one or two pounds from the 144. Hmm. So if he's getting into the county hurdle off that, then I think he is is much watch. He's not even in the betting for it at the moment, but I'd be watching him for the entries and him on Sunday, and um, bearing that in mind. Okay, interesting runner is Andy Dufresne. You have to give me your nap of the weekend though, Stephen. Um, I will just just at the prices. I'll say eleven to two Comanche Red. Okay. Even I think Master Tommy Tucker could beat him if he wants. But look, yeah, okay, look, we we'll go for it. Comanche Red, Red in that 115 at Kempton on Saturday. Um, I'm going to take a flyer with Fred in the 225 at a big price if that race does uh, cut up a fair bit. I think Fred is a 
decent price around 16s and 20 to 1 available okay that wraps up the uh, weekend to come preview and when we come back we'll be talking all things Cheltenham Festival as we look at the novices Supreme the Ballymore the Albert Butler the Mayor's Novice and the Triumph of course you'll listen to the race I brought to you with bookmakers.co.uk and Bet Victor don't delay head over to bookmakers.co.uk today Welcome back to the Race Hour podcast brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.co.uk and Bet Victor. It's time to turn our attentions to the Cheltenham Festival and the Novice Contests. Um, we're going to take a quick look at the Supreme, the Ballymore, the Albert Bartlett, the Mayor's Novice and the Triumph. Some of these races will be quicker to dissect uh, than others, I feel. But hopefully we've got some angles for us. It's Demon Nolan, Stephen Cass and myself, Dean Ryan. Uh, let's kick off with the Supreme. Um, I, I'm struggling to work out this market and have been and I've tried my very best to work it out if I was pricing up I'd have Abercadabra's favourite but Stephen Cash you don't like this horse I don't like Abercadabra's no I I, I, I think um, you know there's definitely a kink in him he's a bit of a rogue um, I think he's very much a speed horse so mm. I think the flat track would suit him better he's a real choppy quick ground action so the soft ground softer ground on the first day with the hill won't suit him in my view um, that coupled with the kink in him I think you know 5, 6 to 1 is probably the right price on him and fair on his form mm. but I won't be backing him uh, really at any price just because I don't like him I watched uh, the bumper back there and he travels so well alongside M4 Island as they come around the bend and then you can almost see his stride doesn't really lengthen on that hill does it, it Kind of not. I'm not going to say it shortens he's quick but at the same time he doesn't do what a horse like say an Asterian Falange does or a Fiddler on the Roof does or an M4 Island does which is just suddenly there's a little bit more gait in them he seems to be um, uh, I would say a short strided maybe yeah, and I think, you know, if there was a mile and a half hurdle races, he'd be... Yeah, he's lightning. Yeah. But I, I really don't think the hill is going to suit him. In a, in a, and they say the Supreme is more first airs. Um, you know, it's, it's a real stay in two-mile race, so I don't think it's going to suit him at all. I'd be against him. Uh, Shishkin, I, the worry, I, he's very short, very short. And even while ostensibly on form, they're on the last day, was was extremely good and impressive. Mm. There was something about the way he finished out the race that I didn't like. He didn't really run through the line. Now, Henderson, I'm, I'm, I'm too lazy. I might do this in the, in the next few weeks and look at the Henderson horses beaten in the Supreme. You know, he's not too hard on them. And he did say after, when he won a bumper at Kempton in March, Henderson said, oh, this guy's a big raw horse and we'll have to take our time with him. Henderson's going to push the buttons on this fella to have him yeah. really, you know, fighting for his life in the Supreme. Be worried about him. Uh, Fiddler on the roof. Just no, 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 no. Beating Jeremy's flame isn't good enough on collateral form. Uh, fair enough if he was 16s or 20s but not at, at single figures um, like Jeremy's Flame was on the bridle of coming to the second last so it looked like a good win I think Fiddler on the Roof is going to be an awesome chaser and an awesome three mile chaser but not in the supreme Asterian Falange just to my eye like obviously this would still be anything he's kind of like Champagne Fever in that he's a staying two miler that we don't know much about uh, but I, to my eye he looks like a slugger and I think um the, the ground on the Sunday, like he, like some horses, you have to take a view on this ground at the Dublin Racing Festival. Like I thought Delta Work, say, did it at his ease in the Irish Gold Cup, but I thought Asterian Falange had a really hard race, you know, just the way he went about it. Um, so I would be against him. So I'm kind of looking for a flyer. And the two I came down on, 
where these are both non-runner, no-bet, I'd be looking at them. Janet Deal is rated 145 in Ireland. Like, if he goes for the county, he's going to be rated be at 150, which would be putting you there, thereabouts in the Supreme anyway. So I think they might go down this route with them, even though they have Chantry House. Um, but I think 33 to 1, he, he, we still haven't gotten to the bottom of him. He's really mm. progressive. He jumps brilliant. He'll really stay up that hill. If he runs 130, sorry, 33 to 1 could be interesting. And I think they have the county winner anyway in Andy Dufresne. So I would chance Janadiel here. And the other one is Cedarwood Road. Uh, at 50 to 1, Garota Lachlan said he's the best he ever has, which doesn't mean too much, you know, when you're coming up against um, Willie Mullins and Nicky Henderson. But the horse that Cedarwood Road beat 11 lengths at Christmas at Leperstown um, just won uh, his maiden hurdle there at the weekend. So the form is starting to be franked. The style that Cedarwood Road did it in, like it, was, it didn't take your eye out. I think Davy could be riding him. So I, I would back him at 50 to 1, non runner, no best. The seventh also one, actually, from that maiden hurdle. So the form, while it looked poor at the time, it's actually starting to really, really be franked. Uh, he, he looks, if you look at that, couldn't you couldn't watch that replay back at Leopardstown and not back this fella, 50 to 1, non runner, no best. So Janadiel, who I think is rock solid there, 33s if he runs, and Cedar would go to 50s. They'd be the two I'd be looking at. There are two names I didn't even think we'd discuss in this uh, uh, Janadil has just been 30 seconds ago has come out there that he's going to the Albert Bartlett Stephen go away yeah wouldn't have him he's a bit looks quite quick having one or two miles of fairy house I completely agree with you I like I I had him in my head as a, a county hurdle horse Ballymore, but not Albert Bartlett Albert Willie Bartlett yeah, yeah. Willie doesn't have answered for the Albert Bartlett of course him and, and him and Monkfish yeah him and Monkfish yeah, sorry, yeah. And JP has um, Chantry House and Sport and John for the other races. So I'd say that's what's coming into that decision. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, um, so just see it over road then for me. Yeah, at a, a whopping price. Go on, Demo. See, I completely disagree with the Abigadavis. Not the fact that the short stride. I mean, that is that is a fact. But I think to, to hold his bumper form against him, I don't because uh, Jack Kennedy has said in every race this season, um, as Keith has in his article, and Gordon Elliott said at his his day yesterday this horse was an absolute rogue last year you know he ran out with Lisa O'Neill um, but they just said he's grown up now he he doesn't have those same traits anymore really um, and they said that all season like at Goran Park he was fantastic the the speed he showed to get up 10 by Allen um, and still finish ahead of Darver Starr who's gone on to finish second to Honeysuckle in the Irish Champion Hurdle and whilst you can knock that form all you want um, Petit Mouchoir in third is still a very strong gauge of he's he's like one of those you know as we call them the um, the boxers you have to beat to get the to get the, the, the championship shot. fight yeah, like, yeah. yeah and so for Darver Star to finish there and um, he was still quick enough and still finished strong enough that he held him off in the bumper last year he was outstayed simply um, but I, I didn't see a, a serious chink bar the fact that turning in there's no doubt that his head carried wrong but that was just the type of horse that he was last season he's kicked on massively um, and I just think form wise it all comes down to that Shishkin um, will probably could well end up being the best of these but like you're taking an awful lot of chances there backing a Nicky Henderson horse for these novice races I mean over the last he's had 32 runners over the last 20 years Dean and he's had one winner mm. in this race in the Ballymore he's had 17 runners in the last 20 years one winner and in the Albert Bartlett he's had 17 runners and one winner mm. and this isn't to suggest that Nicky Henderson is a bad trainer. It's that he trains them to progress as their career goes on. Mm. His novices, just like Santini, they get a really soft time of it, which means Spinter Sacker was beaten mm. in the Supreme Firm. 
So like by the time they they get through their novice hurdle campaign, they're only really learning their game um, after Cheltenham. Really, like they 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 tend to kick on massively. Angels Brett last season had two runs before Cheltenham. Mm. Um, he kicked on massively this year. Now I know he's injured, but he's going to be a superstar of a horse. And I think Shishkin, you're taking an awful lot of chances that this horse is as good as Altior because Altior was the only one of them that was good enough to do it. And he's Frank that obviously a small bit since Little so bit. like yeah so like I just I can't have Shishkin I can't have a Nicky Henderson horse for it um, the horses a bigger prices than this I don't really like them um, I'm just kind of not convinced at all I had this race myself down between Asterian Falange and Abacadabras um, I think the two of them have just does does two pieces of form that they're carrying in particularly the Darvis Star form just has Abacadabras Darvis Star was stopped in his run in the Royal Bond and he had to switch and come out and he was closing every bit of the way from back he was he was no doubt but all I'm saying is that um, there's there was there was excuses for him but it's still it's still that form is just very very strong all around the place I completely take that point Stu. Um but I just still think thereafter a leper's down now he beat nothing that day Blue Sari was obviously um, hasn't run a race this season and um, heaven help us in second was kicked out of the way by Ard Juan last time so I just, I still think he's more than quick enough. He's ju- uh, his jumping's improving, and I think it's, um, I think he gets an unfair rap based on his his bumper days. Okay, there's one very good bet in here, and it comes with only a, a, a slight caveat, right? If it's softer than it normally is on day one of the Cheltenham Festival, that's what I want it to be, because Fiddler on the Roof in that Tolworth run, when everyone keeps waving the Jeremy's Flames only rated one three six flag, or whatever, whatever Jeremy's Flame is rated, and it was on the bridle two out and all that kind of stuff. Fiddler on the Roof won that in a canter, and all it did after it got over the last was lengthen, no whip. We'll need a bit of soft ground, guaranteed. Going to be in a fabulous, fabulous horse going forward. Um, eight to one is available now. You are taking a bit of a pinch that, you know, you're going to get softish ground. I want it to be soft, ideally. I think that would be ideal. And nothing will come up the hill like Fiddler on the Roof. Um, I take I take those points and mm. all the points you make there are not unfair. Um, I just think you, there's there's two pieces of form that need to be explained um, is looking very slow behind Time Hill, who's going for the Albert Bartlett. Good horse. Um, very good. Very good horse, I'm not doubting that, but mm. he, he he would be lapped in a supreme as well. Um, he's not quick enough for it. So uh, this horse looks slow behind him mm. that day, and then was beaten next time by Edward Stone, who's nothing yeah. special. So it's yeah. it's he has those he has those form to overcome. But of the UK horses, um, as much as I I I don't give Fiddler on the Roof any chance. In a supreme. No, nor does Stephen as well. Yeah, Stephen's yeah, coming. Was, no, 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 no. <laughs> you prefer that anyway, dude. I'm but, all over that. Yeah, yeah, you love that. So yeah. he could be good enough. He, he could be good enough. I just think the form. Uh, I, I could be having him a single figure, and I think he's a three mile chaser. Yeah, eventually, I think yeah. that's probably where I end up. So my colours are firmly nailed to the horse that neither of you like, and that's Fiddle on the Roof. Not that you don't like the horse, you like you don't like him for the Supreme. Um, I just want it to be nice bit of rain the Monday evening, proper soft ground, kick off the festival. The roar goes up, and there's only one horse. You want a tsunami, <laughs> No, I don't want a tsunami. I just want it to be, you know, I want it to be a stamina test after the last. And if it is, and if Fiddler's there, he will win. That's my view. Um, and I'm getting more and more confident about it. I started this chat about the Supreme by saying I would make Abra Cadabra's favourite. And I would on the form that I've seen so far. I wouldn't make Shiskin favourite. But I'd have enough reasons uh, to be against Abra Cadabra's as a punter. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Fiddler. You're going to go with... I am going to go with Abra Cadabra's. Yeah, and Stephen's going to go with his 50 to 1 shout, which is Cedarwood Road, is it? 
Yeah, I, and they probably said they wouldn't run him a champ, but Chris Jones, um, he's the Claire and Davis colors so the winner. What a yeah, 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 yeah. I think they'll be tempted to run him. You might as well, you know, there's no, you're not going to do any damage to the horse running them in the Supreme and then keeping them for next year for a change. No, yeah, of course not. Absolutely. All right, let's I, kick on then to the Ballymore. Now, you know, the race kind of revolves um, around one horse that's been at the top of the market ever since they intimated that this would be where they were going to go. Could have gone Supreme with Enver Island. They could go Ballymore with Enver Island. Looks like the Ballymore is the race. Um, you're currently, you're, you're looking at an even money poke, uh, even though we're three weeks still out. Uh, everything Enver Island has done suggests he's more than good enough to win any running of a Ballymore. Uh, does uh, does the likes of Sporting John at the price it currently is uh, tease anyone into backing against the Faf? No, no, not particularly for me anyway. Um, I think there's 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 taking on a favourite and then there's finding each way angle, which I have in the race as well. But I wouldn't be taking on N by Allen per se. Um, Sporting John for me, I think any runner, I, I, don't, I will not like any runner that came out of that Ascot Cart. Yeah, I think he he's, that, yeah. yeah, he's going to be a superstar, but mm. I just couldn't have him now for a Ballymore. I think it's a very it's a tough race. As much as people say it's a speedy race or whatever else, it, God almighty, you still need to see it out. Um, a steering Falange there has just been confirmed pretty much that he's going for the Supreme, although we're still playing William Munn's bingo regardless what he says today. Yeah. And the big breakaway is a good horse, but again, I much prefer him in an Albert Bartlett. To be honest, um, fiddler on the roof from from there. Just want to say, yeah, and the big getaway. Um, the other one is uh, <laughs> another horse that I'm just not, I'm not convinced of. So, like, I'm not actually quite sure how strong the Ballymore is. Um, I think the Supreme. We're looking at a very, very strong renewal of it. Uh, but outside of Envy Allen and Sporting John, I think you could kind of throw a blanket over all of them. This is why, like, you still have the likes of um, a latest. Like, Exhibition is kind of only on 20 to 1 there when he's more than likely going for a part. It's just because it's not great. So, one horse who has been confirmed to go, to go here um, is Elixir Dene. Um, I liked him for a Supreme. I still think going from a front there, he could he mm. could have caught a few of them out. But he'll more than likely be doing the exact same tactics here. Um, I'm approaching this from the simple point of view that I think the form that Envy Allen is carrying into this race from all around him, from bumpers, from everything, is just far and above everything else in the race and I think that um, Alexa Dane was he bumped into him last time as only a half fit horse I think he's good enough to finish second to him once again Okay, Elixir Dene uh, could finish second to Envoy Allen I'm very much of the opinion that you're only trying to find what's going to finish second Stephen um, I'm not so sure uh, Envoy Allen reminds me a little bit a little bit of Dunguib in that everyone has fallen in love with him from awesome bumper performances but I have not been blown away by him over hurdles. I thought he didn't finish out his race very well the last day. People raved about that form being amazing, collateral form. How is it looking now? He beat Elixir Dane and Longhouse Poet, who didn't even stay. Ah, will you get uh, off it? Elixir Dane absolutely pulled the head off himself in that yeah, race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but he hasn't been under Frank to form. And Longhouse Poet was staying on behind him. He was closing on him, and he looked like he didn't stay then behind. Um, behind latest exhibition so I'm just not sure how good that form was like everyone was raving about it mm. uh, Royal Bond Darver Star didn't get out and I think he might have given him a race a collateral form uh, afterwards I think Darver Star would have had a chance to give him a race I think his form has been overplayed the, the one thing in Envoy's favour is he, he's so relaxed does everything easy and his jumping is so good mm. but if he comes to the bottom of a hill and clatters one he's he, there's nothing in him to say that he's a 165 horse yet. He's no any ounce of form over hurdles. 
to suggest he's doing anything like that. So if there's a 155 horse in there once and, and maybe a 160 horse, he could easily be beaten. And I think that's Sporting John. So I don't think there's much else in the race. The big breakaway is way too leery for me. He doesn't look classy enough. The big getaway is too raw yet. He's a big giant of ours. I think he's the biggest they've ever had in Willie's. And he looks a bit green. Um, so I think he's a bit of learning to do. So I, I, I'm coming around. I know at the start of the pocket, I said I wish Sporting John was a bit of a bigger price. But yeah. I think he could be the better horse. Um, so I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm back Sporting John. Okay. Um, yeah, I can understand that. I think if you're going to take him on, it's probably that one. Fiddler on the roof runs here. And uh, uh, if it does, I'll, I'll probably be having a sporting bet. Although I do think M4 Allen uh, is clearly the one to be, as does the market. Well, Fiddler on the roof would have a better chance in this because of toe than he would in the Supreme. Like he... This this race this is the race for him I would have thought. Yeah, maybe, but I think it's going to depend on on the ground. If it comes up soft first day, they're going to go and devour the hill in the two miler. They said if it's heavy as well, then Vialen could end up in the supreme as well. Yeah, yeah, potentially they flip the yeah. other way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can understand that. Okay, the the winner of the Albert Bartlett is Time Hill. Um, anyone would be willing to discuss that. I am a latest exhibition fan, but I do really like Time Hill, Dama. Uh, yeah, it's um, the front two in the market. Time Hill is excellent. Uh, latest exhibition deserves all all the respect in the world. I was really against him last time, but he was just brilliant um, at Leperstown. Uh, he'd be staying all day, and it'd be a great win for Brian Cooper and Paul Nolan. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm kind of not overall. Uh, I I'm not willing to give up on my bet on on Fury Road. To be honest, uh, last time the the ground was was quite good. Uh, he didn't handle it at all. Uh, Gordonelli was saying something very, very similar yesterday in his um, mm. in his review, and he just said it, this horse will turn up at Cheltenham soft ground, um, harder race over three miles will suit him much more. Uh, there, I think his jumping was brilliant, bar that that kind of that one mistake at Limerick, and Davy Russell never looked happy once uh, the last day. So I am willing to completely forgive him that uh, one more go, and I think at sixteen. Or eighteen to one, which is around the place. I'm, I'm very, very happy to take that. But this is another unbelievably hard race, and Cobbers Way is another one who's who's a big old price as well. And then one just for the um, the Stephen Cass um, angle, as we'll call it. You know that um, only experienced horses win this race, as he always says. Um, <laughs> with, with, uh, a Redford Road is a horse who's um, who takes an awful lot of boxes just in the fact that he's as hardy as... Been around the place, yeah. As hell, yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's a for, nice form in there. He won he's, well. He's a massive, massive price. Massive Redford price. Yeah. yeah, and... He's uh, on the day, and 33 is a huge price, and he has a good chance. Yeah, so a 33 is for him, and um, Fury Road, a 16 is in. Happy there with them too. You're hoping a road wins the Albert Bartlett. Um, Stephen Cass. Yeah, I like that Redford Road. Um, I also kind of like Champagne Well, who was second to him, giving him weight. He's had nine hurdle starts, you know, has that experience angle. But <laughs> I, I do think class, class will come to the fore here. Uh, I think latest exhibition, um, the form of beating Andy Dufresne is awesome. And he really went away from Cobbler's Way. He's a decent horse. I don't think Cobbler's Way would stay this three-mile trip, but he went away from him and beat him quite convincingly. Um at the back of the last. So I think three miles on pedigree and everything, the step up and trip latest exhibition is going to be better again. Mm. He's back hardened. He's got by a mile, the best of the Irish form coming to this by a mile. And you can bet the best Irish horse going over into this at eight to one. 
I think that's very fair. Like normally your best your best of the Irish would be uh, four to one ish on the day. He's definitely going for this race, so eight to one day exhibition is is definitely a bet for me and be pretty much what I think is the best bet for the whole of Cheltenham. I think he's by a mile the best of the Irish. Monkfish too inexperienced. Uh, Time Hill, I don't think Time Hill is going to see out three miles. He just doesn't look a real stare to me. Mm. Um, and and you know he looks slow in the bumper, so everyone thinks he's a stare, but. Yeah, he was laboured at Newbury, and I, I really don't see him seeing out the trip. I don't think the English Harry Seniors, he's not a real uh, battle hardened three miler either. I don't think he'll stay. Ramsey Natelli, you'd imagine he'll be done for class. I think the Irish are going to win this, and I think latest exhibition is the best of them by a long way. Yeah, and a decent price right now, um, still at eight to one. Um, I think race hour listeners will have been all over latest exhibition for a good while anyway. So hopefully they're on at some of the sexier prices that were around, but it's still uh, pretty sexy at around eight to one. Uh, do we have any view on the Mayor's Novice? Last year was the race we only wanted to talk about on the race hour demo <laughs> because it had a honeysuckle in there and then she didn't go. And then she told everyone afterwards how right we were. Uh, can we be right about the Mayor's Novice this year? We were uh, we were collectively very close to uh, tears last year, weren't we? When when that didn't quite work out for us. But um, the one I like here actually is uh, Dalzita, who was uh, kind of ignored last time by all the jockeys down there. Ended up with uh, Mark Walsh on her back and um, ran an absolute screamer um, that day to be third. Um, jumping was scratchy, but should improve an awful lot for that experience. Uh, she's about. 8-1 to one or so, same connections as Lorena, has just been confirmed that she is going for this race, so okay. at 8-1 to one, um, and there is bigger around the place, um, she's definitely one that I'm very interested in there. Okay, Stephen Cass? No, no, don't really have an opinion on this race. Manella Melody, the favourite, mm. I think a lot of them disappointed the last day behind her. I was at Punchstown two runs ago when she won a weak enough race and she looked a little slow, so yeah. the ground is it's a bit better. Um, I'd be very. I think she's very short. That'd be my only view. She doesn't on give me anything like the feels that Honeysuckle did in those same colours uh, no, previously. I, so, I, I, or, or like a one thirty-five horse could win this race. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. I think Lord Owen is definitely going to go for the race of Gordon's. She's twenty to one. She won well the last day. Dave, uh, Davey Russell will be riding her, and they said she's definitely going for this race. So, if I was to have one stab, I'd, I'd, I'd have five on her, twenty to one. Okay. No, 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 no. I've no uh, massive opinion on it. There must be something from a, at a massive price from England. Like, you know, if the glancing queen, if she was going to have a spin over her and go for it, she's best of these uh, on bumper form. But yeah. there's probably something here at 50 to 1. If you want to put the effort in, I didn't have time to get through this race, but it's one I'm quite interested in, the ones of huge prices, that there might be something in there. Assuming that Jeremy's flame is okay after it not... Yeah, I think pulled up lame. I think at Dublin Racing Festival, uh, that Tolworth film was very strong, <laughs> as we know. Um, okay, you give it up, please. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm carrying the line forward. So Jeremy's flame is a very interesting runner in there at sixteen to one. Um, but we'll see whether uh, Gavin Cromer brings that one over. Okay, on to the Triumph demo. When we were doing uh, the earlier part of the podcast already, um, you mentioned that you didn't quite like the top of the market there. You've got like Goshen, All Mankind, Aspire Tower, and now potentially you're trying to look for something to take them on. Yeah, so like Aspire Tower, first of all, is a chronic price uh, considering the fall last time. It was a bad fall, yeah. And considering the fact that he wasn't exactly putting Cerebus away that easy either. I think um, he would have won. Yeah, probably yeah. would have won, but it's still not by any mean convinced and All Mankind put that horse away very very easily at um, at Chepstow last Christmas so I think All Mankind is the best of the ones 
up the front. I think Goshen is way too mental. Um, but I think All Mankind is by far the best of the, the front of the market. But they could absolutely kill each other. And like behind that then, like a wave of the sea could be one of them who could just pick it up late because he stays all day. Um, no, he was very lucky to win that race the last time. There's absolutely no doubt. But still, when he hit the bottom of the hill and he will, he will fly up it. Um, but the the two I think that are going to move in the market this weekend, which is which we have touched on, is Fujimoto Flyer and Soto, and I think uh, Fujimoto Flyer is the one that yeah that already really will moving kick on. already yeah. moving because um, obviously going to run this weekend. So prices of around fourteen to one seems to be the best that that lying around out there uh, for the Triumph. Um, that would be where you go, and the other one is probably Battles of Wills. Battles of Wills, yeah. So but he he was a bigger price now. You can still get. Uh, 25s and he, he's 20s with our sponsors yeah 20s Bet Victor. With Bet Victor, yeah. yeah so he's um he's very interesting but maybe that price is just a bit short too, until you see him on Saturday now you I'm know. getting the feeling Stephen might have an angle here well I've already said my angle like I, 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 I don't like the front of the market because they're all front runners and they cut each other's throats exactly what Dermot said so I won't um, expand on it and I just think you know you back solo at 16s and you hope so I don't really have any takes that I haven't said already to be honest so solo in the Adonis this weekend is a bet to nothing really because if it goes and wins the Adonis um, that 16s will be long gone and if it doesn't it probably isn't going to go anywhere near a triumph yeah exactly and it's money back in cash it's not like a money back free bet so you know you're probably if you have if you have your bet you'll, you'll have that stake back in your account during Cheltenham week um, so you can regard it just as a, as a savings fund yeah okay um, I was going to just say I mean as much as I'd love to find the big price winner in here and uh, the likes of Battle of Wills and Fujimoto Fire and, and horses like that and Solo um, you are, you can take a chance that this price is going to shrink and shrink and shrink um, Aspire Tower for me before the fall at the Dublin Race for Festival had done enough for me to be right at the top of this market. So I'd still be an Aspire Tower fan and not going to have any chance to do anything about what happened there uh, before the race comes along. And at six to one, I think it's going to be very hard to kick out the frame. Now, we don't know whether Goshen will take to Cheltenham and deliver the normal kind of barnstorming performances. Uh, All Mankind obviously looks very good and there's a bit of collateral form in there. But Aspire Tower at sixes, I still think, was was solid enough uh, for the race. If you had to pick one out of, of all the races we just discussed in this little Cheltenham uh, catch-up here, um, Stephen, I come to you first. I, I pretty much know the answer. It's going to be latest exhibition. Yeah, latest exhibition, Albert Barnett, eight to one. That's the best of the novice hurdle bets. Okay. I do like that Redford Road. I think he's good. Redford Road at a big price too. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Cedarwood oh, Cedar Cedar Road. Sorry, in the Supreme at fifty. Do you think yeah. that's an interesting? Like, Anything at fifty to one is always worth uh, yeah, calling just, out again. Just back it. In fairness, <laughs> uh, we shouldn't really let them pass Demma. Uh, Abigail Harris for the Supreme. I think he's being very underestimated yeah. uh, by people here. And um, Redford Road each way for the. Okay, Fiddler on the Roof uh, for me in the Supreme. Caveat, please rain. Uh, let's uh, let's wrap it up there then. You've been listening to The Race Hour brought to you by bookmakers.co.uk and of course, Bet Victor. It's been Dermot Nolan, Stephen Cass and myself, Dean Ryan. Uh, thank you and we'll do it all again next week. You've been listening to The Race Hour brought to you by bookmakers.co.uk. Your best bet for tips, news and bookmaker reviews.